Hi, I'm Sam Walsh, producer of Multisite Masters. Welcome to this week's show. Don't forget, you can also now find the Multisite Masters podcast show on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher Radio. This episode is brought to you by Yapster, the mobile chat app for retail and hospitality teams. Yapster is designed to bring the benefits of fast, open communication to staff who rarely, if ever, have access to a desktop computer, especially those in frontline service roles. Unlike WhatsApp and other free-to-use platforms, Yapster is under the full control of our customers and allows colleagues to interact in a secure, closed environment. It also integrates with your existing systems. Some of the UK's largest retail and hospitality brands are already using Yapster to drive sales, improve job satisfaction and lower staff turnover. To find out more about how Yapster can help your organisation, please visit yapster.info. That's Y-A-P-S-T-E-R dot info. Now I'm delighted to introduce our host for this week, Jane Sunley. Jane is founder and chair of HR consultancy Purple Cute, which advises some of the best known names in retail, hospitality and beyond on just how they can harness technology to improve employee engagement. She is also the author of The People Formula, 12 Steps to Productive, Profitable and Performing Business a book which will show you just how to harness simple, powerful and easy to apply business solutions to significantly enhance your business's reputation and boost both performance and profitability. You can contact the Purple Cube team via hello at purplecube.com or through their website purplecube.com. That's purple as in the colour, C-U-B-E-D, all one word, dot com. Okay, on to the show. This week, Jane is talking to Julia Edmonds, Managing Director at Lexington Catering. Founded in 2002 and now with a turnover in excess of 40 million, Lexington Catering have grown to over 750 staff, serving London and the South East. Reflecting on a recent period of great success and growth, Julia discusses the secrets of Lexington's success, the contributions she's most proud of herself, her own transition from sales director to managing director, and the decision to sell and merge with a larger company. Over to you, Jane. So hello and uh, welcome Julia Edmonds, managing director of Lexington Catering, to this multi-site master's podcast. Julia, uh, let me just start by asking you a little bit about your background and how you came to work with Lexington. Okay, uh, well my background has always been in the hospitality industry, um, too many years to mention probably, um, but after spending a good few years in, in, the, in the food service sector um, and um, really um, Lexington looking for someone to come and help develop the business, um, I came and met the team here um, and we talked about the future aspirations of what Lexington wanted to be within the city um, and um, came to join the team. Great, and, and, and you still there. I am, 10 years later. (laughs) (laughs) They must be quite good at keeping their people, but I guess we're going to talk about that in a minute. So let's go right back. I know you weren't there in the very beginning, but as I understand it, Lexington went from a a really teeny startup in an old run-down office in Mile End Road to turning over, well, I think it's even way beyond 40 million now, and I think you've got about 750 employees. What do you put uh, down if you had to attribute the secrets of your success to two or three things, what would it be? 
Well, within Lexington, we have a very, very strong set of core values that really underpin everything that we do as a business, which were really, really created by the founding directors of the company back in the beginning. Um, and they've really, because the values have really become part of our DNA. Um, and they're almost like um, the backbone of what everybody does. And, and we try to encourage people to, to, to work with those values in their everyday lives so that we can keep on track with what we're all about as a business. And um, we talk about being a food and people and service business, um, but it's also about inclusivity, individuality, nurturing great talents, and really creating an environment where people can be their, their very, be very best. Um, we really want people to be proud of what they do, and we really want to give them opportunity to innovate and create. And it's really that that's driven the success of the business, where you know it's our people that are coming up with the great ideas to keep things moving forward. Um, and it's about rewarding the success of everybody in the business as well, um, which again is part of the core values that I was speaking about earlier. It's, it's really refreshing to have someone who really gets it and you know isn't just trying to put values on a on a sign on the wall and expect everybody to do it, and that you've really really made it work and everybody's committed to it because of course obviously today's employee wants to to work somewhere with meaning that they know what you stand for and I think you you've obviously done that extremely well uh, so aside from the values what are you most proud of in terms of not just Lexington's evolution but what you've been able to to contribute uh, well, I think in the early days of my time with Lexington, it was really just the um, the success that we were having as a business and growing the business over the first few years, and that was hugely rewarding. Um, and, and clearly, the people part of it is something that's very close to my heart. So to see the company succeed in getting Sunday Times Top 100 on, in three separate occasions um, is is, uh, is you know, it's a great accolade and probably really underpins what we what we say when we talk about investing in our people and growing our people. Um, those have probably been the proudest moments for the business. And I think on a personal note, I just feel very proud to have been part of it. Um, and the fact that, you know, I, we're always surrounded by some great people that do some great things which help us to achieve these awards. So um, that, that's what makes me most proud, I would say. Well, good for you. You must be quite proud as well, having started out as sales director and then being made managing director. So tell us a bit about how that happened and what the transition was like, because it's always a really difficult leap, isn't it, from from suddenly being the person who, um, you know, the book stops there. Uh, yes, I think it is. It is. Um, <laughs> I think it was very much, it came about really because what we were saying about the growth of the business and it just became apparent that, um, you know, we wanted to make sure as a senior team that we remained very, very close to the business and close to our clients. And as we were growing, we also needed to be more strategic as a business, um, you know, thinking about the future and where we needed to uh, focus our energy. Um, so we really felt that we needed to restructure the top top team and that's when the, the role of managing director was created and um, I was delighted um, that it, it, I, was, I was asked to do that and it's just been a huge learning curve, like, you know, massive. Um, and I think, again, it, because we were a small growing company, there was a huge amount of things happening over, over that course of time. Um, and I think the biggest lessons that I learned was just to make sure um, that everybody, um, you're communicating and sharing uh, as much as you possibly can about the business strategy with everybody um, within the business so that they can all be with you on that journey. Um, and we still do that today. Um, you know, we, we held, held our company conference last, 
last week actually and the theme of the conference was all about being bold and taking the initiative um, and that's something that is a core value but it's also something that we, we think has really helped to um, separate us in the marketplace as a business that's doing things differently so we really wanted to make sure we kept that message alive um, and um, yeah I think that's that's also been what, what's helped us be most successful and that's something that I've learned as we've um, as we've gone through the business together as one team. Okay, great. Um, I know a lot of people talk about your company conferences because you, you're quite creative, I think, as a team. And you do do some um, things at your conferences that inject a, a bit of wow or a lot of wow. So um, could you share some of the, the maybe wackier things or the, the more interesting things that you've done to make your conference different from everybody else's run-of-the-mill conference? Um, I think to make them fun, <laughs> fundamentally, um, you know, you, we've, we've, I think the last conference we did, we had 250 people in the audience, and whilst there's a serious message that you want to get out there, um, and a lot of it is about the success of the business and, and of individuals within the business, there's lots of interaction with the audience, there's lots of video footage about stories of people that have done amazing things. Um, you know, it's also about making sure that we're delivering that message in a way that people can really connect and engage with it. Um, the one thing we've always been very careful of is not to have a conference that's too long um, and feeding people with information, presentation after presentation. These are very, very short, sharp bursts of information that are delivered in a very engaging way that people can really remember and hopefully feel that they can get involved in, and take part in what's coming for the future. Um, we always talk about the success of the previous year, but we also want people to go away feeling really inspired to get involved in some of the initiatives that we, you know, that we have in the business at that time. Um, so yeah, we've done all sorts of things, and I think the key thing for us is just to keep the messages short, keep it punchy, um, and get people from within the business involved in delivering those messages. And then of course we always have a massive food roadshow after the conference when everybody can get together and chat and have a glass of wine and, and just try some great food. Um, which is really what it's all about. And, and with your bold theme this year, I heard um, you decided to do vegetarian food, which for a company with so many passionate chefs in it was um, quite a bold thing to do. How did that work? Uh, well, it, well, it was a bold decision uh, because, yes, you're right. I think, um, you know, it, it's, um, it, 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 it works really well, actually. Um, I think it really opened people's eyes to what was possible from a, from a vegan, vegan and vegetarian diet. And the reason that we wanted to do that is because there's been such a growth in that sector um, in the last sort of six months that we really want to make sure that we're on the front foot with that. And so it was just an opportunity for us to showcase vegan and vegetarian food. Um, everyone was talking about going to get a burger afterwards, but um, I think we persuaded them not to do that after they'd eaten because I think everyone really loved it. So opened a few <laughs> eyes. <laughs> good, good for you. So you've clearly got a very specific culture and a, a very specific ways of doing things. And I know that a lot in contract catering, if you win a contract, you end up um, transferring existing employees over who have obviously been working in a very different culture. So how do you quickly get them onto the Lexington bus rather than just carrying on and doing it their, their old way? Yeah, um, I think... When we go through a cheapy situation, um, you know, we, we really do want people to feel um, the culture of the business very, very quickly. Um, I mean, for them, initially, it's the genuine concern about what's happening in terms of the change that's going on around them. So for the, initially, it's just about giving them every assurance that we're there to support 
support them through it and to make sure that they feel comfortable with the situation. Um, and we really want to make sure that we wrap our arms around them in terms of support, but also to really welcome them into the Lexington community so that they can really feel part of something that's, um, that, that is, you know, is really good. Um, and then it's about making sure that we um, give them the right kind of support around skill set, around the future, telling them what's going to be happening. Again, it comes down to this communication around what we have promised to the client in that situation and how we want to take them along, along that journey with us. Um, so I think sharing as much information as we can, but also making sure that they know they've got the support around them to be able to deliver whatever it is that we need from them. Um, and we do take them through a journey, not just the, the transition period, but post um, mobilization once they've actually joined us. Um, you know, we get them involved in all sorts of things that are going on in the business. We have buddy schemes. We have lots of training and development that they can take part in. Um, we, we make sure that everybody, um, you know, is, is, is dealt with on an individual basis. Um, we sit down with everybody to have a one-to-one -one meeting um, and put together their own individual um, development plan. Um, and then we also talk to them about um, what's going on across the wider business as well, so that you know they can really start to feel part of a of a big, of a of a great a great team of people. Um, so there's lots of things that we do, um, and it happens over quite a long time. But it's all about making sure we have regular touch points with them um, so if they have got any questions or if they want to find out more information or if they just want to have a conversation about their own personal circumstances, somebody is there to listen to them and to help them give them, give them advice. Um, and then it's about um, taking them on the journey to, you know, to success as part of what we've promised to the client. That's great. So Julia, I know at the recent conference there were quite a lot of good news stories about people who'd started in fairly junior jobs and then risen up through the ranks quite quickly and are now managers, which must be massively inspirational to not only your existing people but anybody joining, that you do actually listen and if people want to do well and want to progress, they can. If they want to stay where they are, they can. So you're obviously very good at treating people as an individual, which is hard when you've got over 750 of them. So how do you keep track of it all? Yeah, it, it, is, um, it is hard with 700 people and of course in, in lots of different locations across the city. So it's really important to us that people can feel a real sense of connection because we don't necessarily see them every day. Um, so it's very important to us that we have um, you know, some good systems in place to help keep that um, people to help people feel connected and engaged with what's going on. Um, we, we do two things. We've got um, a system called LexTalk, which is a communications hub where we have all the information about what's going on within the business, both things that people really need to know um, and things that are nice to know. And last year, um, we launched something called LexConnect, which is our um, app which people can download to their smartphones and get access to the nice to know news as well. So again, really helping to create that culture of connectivity and community um, across all of our teams. Um, and we also have something else which is our online appraisal system called Talent Toolbox which we've used for many years um, and it's an online appraisal system for everybody within the company um, and we use the appraisal system, uh, we do two, two, two things each year, we have coffee chats which happen every six months and we have an annual appraisal um, and all of the information that we need to know about that individual's development can be recorded on Talent Toolbox. Um, and we use it as a, as a measure of how successful that we're being and to make sure that we can keep people on track. So those are two, um, two sort of uh, technical 
methods that we use, um, but also it's about the quality of the training and development that happens within uh, what we do. So we do have a graduate training program that's now in its 12th year. Uh, we've recently developed um, an aspiring leadership program which is now in its third year. We have a supervisory development program which is now in its second year. Um, and these are all there to help people on their journey through their career with us. And like you say, Jane, people don't have to do these things. We just want to make them available to people so that they know if they do have aspirations of wanting to progress in their career, there's a really structured and really uh, great way for people to learn what they need to learn to move up into that next role when it becomes available. And so, yes, there are lots of great stories of people that have progressed from general assistant through to general manager. Um, there's a really great example of someone um, who's done this, which is Marta Chlock, who um, is based at one of our sites in London, and this year has also become an ACORN winner. Um, so we were really proud of her, um, because it's quite unusual for people to win an ACORN uh, who've come through their career in that way. So, um, yeah, it's a great success story, and there's lots of others like that as well. Brilliant. I love that. That's so great. Very good. Good for you. So let's <laughs> change the subject slightly and talk about the kind of really big picture stuff. So I know that none of you really planned to sell your business because you were really enjoying what you were doing and doing very well and being very successful and growing very nicely. So what made you eventually give in and decide to merge with a larger company and, and how's that progressed the business since? Yeah, uh, it, well we've reached a point where we were looking to invest in Lexington to take, um, take the business on its next stage of growth. At the same time, as um, Elior, we're looking for an organisation, a company, a company, a market leader in London to focus on the London marketplace. So timing-wise, it, it, it felt absolutely right to have a conversation with Elior about what they were looking for because we really wanted to make sure that we could progress the brand and that you know, Lexington had become well-known within the London marketplace and we were all wanting to continue with that. Um, and by joining with Elior, we were able to really benefit from the support that they could provide from investment and the backup support from some of their back office systems that we would have had to invest in um, at the same time as that they were looking for a niche provider to help them grow their business in London. The other thing about speaking with Elior is that culturally we're very aligned around, particularly around people and food and service. Um, so it just felt that there was a good structure there for the, business, for the relationship between the two organisations to be really successful. Um, and also from a strategic point of view, we were able to continue with the Lexington brand within London under Elior and Elior were able to really um, invest in something that was um, hopefully going to be successful for them in the future. So everything seemed to come uh, together really well and it just seemed to be the right fit, um, both from a, a business strategic point, strategy point of view, but also for the progression of Lexington into the future for our people and also um, for our clients. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that they've really allowed you to preserve and even um, expand and, and grow the brand rather than kind of sucking you into their, their um, great, enormous company. They've said, look, this is a really special brand and we're going to invest in that. And that, that's quite interesting because what it has meant is that you've all decided to stay and, and work with them. So that sounds like a real success story because quite often it goes completely the other way, doesn't it? Absolutely, and you know, there was always a very clear strategy for Lexington to continue as a market leader in London, and that was what was very exciting about the opportunity. Um, and also, more exciting than that, there's you know, there's lots of new and, uh, and different opportunities that we perhaps wouldn't have been able to look at as Lexington on our own. 
Um, but we were getting to that point in our evolution where we really needed to start to, you know, to look at these kind of opportunities. Um, and it, it just means that there's, you know, a really great future for, for, for the business, but also for our, for our people and for our teams. Um, so for us, it's really about making sure that we can continue with that for as long as possible. And everybody, Elior and Lexington and all the director team are, you know, absolutely committed to that. And I think, you know, it's a really exciting time for us because, um, you know, as I say, with all these new and exciting opportunities that are coming up that, um, you know, we, we perhaps wouldn't have had the opportunity to look at had we still been just Lexington. So for, for everybody, um, you know, it, it's a win-win situation really. Um, and really what's been helpful is that we've really been able to look at both businesses and really look at the best of both and, and, and really create something that's really quite compelling. Um, and certainly the feedback that we've had from the marketplace has been really positive. So we really just want to carry on for as long as we possibly can <laughs> and make it a Fantastic. success. So good for you. <laughs> Brilliant. And and just because contract catering is a little bit of a hidden industry, just for anybody who's listening who doesn't really know exactly what contract catering is and, and what you do, can you just explain briefly what it is? Yes, what, what Lexington do um, is we provide food for people at work, quite simply. Um, so that could be anything from a staff restaurant, a coffee bar, uh, director's dining events, anything that goes on within, within the workspace. It's our team um, on site that are delivering that every day. Um, so it really is about providing great food and great service for people at work. Great. Good for you. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That's been really interesting. And, and you know, it's just great to hear about some people who are so into what they do and doing it so well and, and uh, you know, finding a, a reward in every day from that. So uh, thank you, Julia Edmonds, for joining us. Thank you, Jane. It's been a pleasure. Thank you to our guest, Julia Edmonds from Lexington Catering and to our host, Jane Sunley, founder and chair of Purple Cubed. If you want to get in touch with either Julia or Jane, you can find their contact details on our website, multisitemasters.co.uk. Thanks also to our episode sponsor, Yapster, the mobile chat app for retail and hospitality teams. Some of the UK's biggest retail and hospitality brands are already using Yapster to drive sales, improve job satisfaction and lower staff turnover. To find out more about how Yapster can help your organisation, please visit yapster.info. That's Y-A-P-S-T-E-R dot info. We hope you enjoyed the show and we look forward to welcoming you back for next week's episode. In the meantime, if you'd like to feature on a future podcast with us or would like to suggest a colleague or someone you think would be great on the show, just get in touch. You can email me at producer at multisitemasters.co.uk or check out our website. Thanks.